Well, uh, if I haven't met you before, uh, my name's Adrian, and along with my wife, Abby, uh, we uh, pastor the online campus, so we've been uh, part of the Elam for a long time. But to get to, to this morning, I want to speak from the idea that together is better because we need each other, right? Together is better because we need each other. I don't know if you guys can remember, um, for some of you like me, uh, school was a little while ago, but I don't know if you can remember the first day of school. Uh, you know, some of the questions you asked, the first question you asked was, was who's my teacher, right? Who's my teacher and where, uh, who, who else is in my class? You kind of wanted to know that. That was quite important. And once you knew who your teacher was and once you knew who was in your class, you were wondering who you were going to sit next to, right, for the year. That was important. And uh, you kind of fell into two, cra- into two categories, right? You were either in the category uh, that your behavior was really, really good, and so the teacher would place you next to naughty students, hoping that your good behavior would rub off on them, that you would have a positive influence on them. Or maybe you were in the other category, right? That your behavior was so impressively bad that your teacher uh, would try and put you or position you next to good students, hoping that you would be less of a distraction to yourself and to everybody else around you. Uh, I don't know what category you fell in, but you probably do. You might know what your neighbor fell into. Maybe you can look at them, and you're like, yeah, definitely, you're on the naughty list. Uh, But what was important was the people that you were placed around, right? Uh, The people that you did life with, the people that you were positioned besides, uh, made a massive impact on how your school year would turn out. And I'd love to propose to you that today is still the same that who you are positioned next to in life actually makes a big difference. Who you are positioned with in life actually has a profound impact on how your life turns out. I want to speak to you today from the topic, Together is Better. Is that cool? Together is better. And I want you to remember this. Together is better. Why? Because we need each other. We need each other. There's a particular man in Scripture Uh, And I think that he was really pleased with the people that he found himself with. Uh, He was sitting because he was paralyzed. He he couldn't walk. Um, But I think if he were to speak to us today, he would let us know that he was very glad that on the day that, that they found him, he was very glad about who he had positioned around him the people that he had positioned around. I'm going to read to you from Luke uh, chapter 5, starting at verse 17. And if you've got the uh, Elam Christians in the app, you can pull that out and the notes will be on your app or you can check out the screen and follow along with me. Here it says this. It says, One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. Uh, they'd come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd. I I don't know if this was the person's house. They probably wouldn't have been stoked about this, right? You know, just climb up on someone's roof and start pulling the tiles off. Uh, and, And it says that they lowered him on his mat Um, through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And it goes on in verse 24. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Now I noticed something when reading the story. I don't know if you made the same assumption as me. When you read the story, you assume that these people that carried this man were maybe his friends, were maybe relatives, were maybe um, his brothers, were maybe someone that he knew um, 
quite closely. But when I read it, it doesn't say anything of the sort. It just simply says men. And so I begin to wonder, who are these men? How does he know them? Are they simply a men that, that saw him begging, um, that saw him sitting on the side of the road and maybe were in close proximity? Maybe they were there begging with him. Uh, maybe uh, they were also underprivileged people within his community, or, or maybe not. Maybe they were wealthy business owners that, that walked past him. Maybe they were people that had seen him before. Uh, I wonder how they knew him. I don't know how they knew him. But what I do know is that he was very glad that these men were positioned near him. He was very glad that these people were around him. Why? Because he couldn't get to Jesus on his own, right? He couldn't get to, he couldn't walk. And so he needed these men. He needed these people to carry him to Jesus. Whether they knew him or not, on this day, they decided to be of help. They decided to uh, do it, do life alongside with him. And perhaps the story can act as a reminder for us all. Perhaps the story can remind us that actually we need those around us. Actually, we need the people that are positioned around us to help us because there's going to be seasons in all of our lives when we can't do it on our own, right? But there's going to be seasons in our life where we need somebody to carry us to Jesus, so to speak, when we need those around us to help us. We need someone to carry us there. You see, together is better because we need each other. You with me this morning? Together is better because we need each other. So what does together mean? What does it look like? I want to propose to you three things that I think together means. Is that cool? Together means a shared perspective. A shared perspective. I don't know if you've ever uh, tried to hang up like a picture on a wall, or maybe it was like a TV, but you're hanging something up on the wall, and you, you hang it up, and you're close by, and you look at it, and you're pretty sure it looks straight, and then you step away, and you have a look. You're like, that's definitely not straight. And so you go back and you straighten it up again. This is, maybe you don't have a level, okay? This, I know if you had a level, this would work. But, you know, you step back again and you look at it and you know, it's still not straight. What you really need is you need someone standing at a little bit of a distance. And then they can um, tell you how you should adjust it. You see, you need their perspective to help you have it make sense. Are you with me this morning? We, we need others' perspective. We need a shared perspective. We need each other to see what we don't see. Because sometimes in life we don't see what we should be seeing and sometimes we need somebody else with the bigger perspective to see what we don't see. You see, some of you are going through a season right now where because of your struggles, because of your difficulty, because of the pain, because of the hurt, you aren't able to see. And you see, this man was sitting down. He couldn't see Jesus and he needed these other group of men to be able to see what he couldn't See, he needed a shared perspective. The paralyzed man's iniquities, his, his, his struggles were preventing him from seeing Jesus. I've had seasons in my life where, where things were hard, where, where because of the pain, because of the struggle, because of maybe my weaknesses, because of maybe my insecurities, I wasn't able to see what I needed to see. I wasn't able to see Jesus. I wasn't able to see what he was doing in my life, and so I needed others with a bigger perspective to begin to speak life, to begin to speak encouragement, to begin to lift me up of the position I was in and, and give me a different perspective. I don't know if you've ever been there, but together is better because we need each other. 
together is better because we need each other. The second thing that I, I think together means, I think together means a vision for an alternative way. A vision for an alternative way. I occasionally get sucked into the Facebook video rabbit hole. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's a long, long place. I get sucked into watching these Facebook videos, and sometimes I watch these Facebook videos of people doing everyday normal things, but in a way I wouldn't have thought of. I don't know if you, have you ever seen one of these videos? I remember I saw this video about how to open a can. You think it'd be simple, right? I always open the, you know, you hold it vertical and you open the can, but then you've got the lid and it's kind of stuck in there and you kind of try and get it out with the knife. I watched this video and they opened the, but they held the can open a horizontal and it cut the whole top off. I know, mind blown. You know, no need to try and dig out the lid. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos of people doing things like a different way. I recently found out that I was loading the dishwasher the wrong way. I mean, like, really, it's just a dishwasher. Like, how can you load the dishwasher? But apparently, you know, everyone loads the plates like that way. Apparently, if you load them that way, then you can get the bigger plates in because it kind of pushes them to the side and the thing can still spin in the middle. I know. My, yesterday, I was stuck in this Facebook rabbit hole and I saw a person cooking a steak in a toaster. I tell no lies. They were cooking a steak. I don't know if that's the right way, to be honest. But what they did is they took some duct tape and they taped the thing down because, you know, it pops up with the minutes. But they taped and they cooked the whole steak. And then they put some veggies and potato in the whole thing, like a whole meal. Meat and two veg and, and a toaster. I mean, if you get desperate, apartment living, go, go for it. But, you know, sometimes I believe we need people in our lives that can give us a vision for an alternative way. Maybe you've been looking for breakthrough. Maybe you've been seeking God, or maybe you've been looking to, for breakthrough in one way, but really what we need is another way. How many people, when they showed up to the house that was full of people, would have been like, you know, showed up, ah, sorry, you know, no way in. I guess we'll just go home. But these men saw a different way. When the door wasn't open, when there was no room to even look through the window, they decided to climb up on the roof and go through, go through from the top. How many of us, how many people would have just showed up, realized it was full, and just, just called it a day there? Just said, oh, you know, that's it. Obviously not going to work. But these guys had a vision for an alternative way. When the answer they needed wasn't able to be maintained in one way, they found another way. They didn't give up. They didn't leave there and think, oh, well, we gave it a go. No, they found another way. They persevered. They persevered. They kept going. And sometimes we need people in our life who are going to persevere for us, who are going to help us to find another way. There are countless stories online of, of people that have been running marathons and they've collapsed or their legs have given up right before the end. I read this one story of a marathon runner called Chandler Self. Who, she was leading the Dallas Marathon, but her legs collapsed under her three times. And a stranger came up behind her and lifted her up three times and allowed her to win. Rather than winning the race, she, allowed, she just lifted her up and allowed her to win the race herself. And actually, there was a whole bunch of stuff uh, online about her cheating. Because one of the rules of running is that uh, you can lift somebody up, but you can't help them to move forward. And so they still determined that she won because she'd been lifted up but she hadn't been moved forward. And, and how true is that for us? 
You know, sometimes we, we don't need people to run the race for us. We just need people to lift us up when we fall. We don't need people to run the race for us. We simply need them to lift us up when we fall. You know, there's seasons where we feel like we can't make it. There's seasons where we feel like we're going to quit. There's seasons where maybe even perhaps now, right now, you're facing things that just seem too big. You're facing things that just seem overwhelming. You, you, it's like you can't even pray for it anymore. You, you just want to quit. You just want to throw in the towel. But what you really need is each other. What you really need is someone who will persevere for you. What you really need is someone who will show you an alternative way. What you really need is someone who will lift you up in prayer. Because you know what prayer does? Prayer is like that person carrying, carrying them onto the roof and, and putting them down right in front of Jesus. Carrying, uh, carrying someone to Jesus in prayer, it, it perseveres, and persevering for someone is what we really need. We need each other. We need each other. We need to persevere for each other. We need to push through for each other. We need to pray for each other. We need to believe for each other. Are you with me this morning? Together means, the third thing I think together means is together means a multiplication of faith. A multiplication of faith. I don't know if you've ever seen the show called X Factor, right? You know, the singing one. And, that you know, they come together and sometimes there's individual acts, sometimes there's group acts, sometimes there's duos. But sometimes what they do is they, is they take a number of individual acts who by themselves are okay, but won't, won't really make it. And they put them together and they make them form a group. And, and together, or sorry, alone, they, they kind of would be okay. They probably wouldn't get really far, but together they could be amazing. They could go all the way. It's like you know, a group called One Direction that happened where they took individual acts and they put them together. And I think often the same thing takes place with our faith. You know, Individually, we may be okay. Individually, we may have a small amount of faith to believe for something small. But maybe together, when we believe together, something amazing could happen. Maybe together, when our, when our faith kind of collectively groups together, maybe we can believe for something amazing. Maybe that could take us all away. You see, we all, we all need each other. We each need each other to add our faith together. And what I find interesting about this story is it says this in verse 20, seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Seeing their group, multiple, seeing their faith. You know, normally we, we, we look at stories like this and we see Jesus uh, speaking to the individual, but here it says their faith. It doesn't single out any of them. It says that their corporate faith, seeing their faith, plural, brought the healing. Jesus saw their faith, not just his faith. It was the faith of the men, not just the one. It was their combined faith that stirred Jesus to heal. Isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing? You know, some seasons of our lives, we, we can't seem to even muster the faith. We, we, we're so broken down, we're so battered, we're so hurt, and we feel too overcome with doubt to believe. But maybe if we had a group of believers around us that could believe for us, Maybe if we had a group of people around us that could believe for us. That's why being part of a corporate body is so important. That's why gathering together in church is so important. That's why gathering together in the week in small groups is so important. Why? Because we need each other. We need each other. That's why small groups is such an enormous part of who we are as a church. We're not a church with small groups. We're a church of small groups. Uh, we believe that man, small groups is is where you're connected. Small groups is where you do life together. Small groups is where you can pray together, where you can believe together, where you can persevere together. 
we don't just talk about small groups because we think it's a nice thing to have. We actually believe that you need small groups. We believe that your perspective needs it. We believe that your vision needs it. We believe that your faith needs it. We all need to be connected in a small group. You see, you were created to do community. You were created to live in community, not to, to be alone. In fact, your life isn't just funner, happier, richer. Actually, your life is healthier by being part of a small group. I want to read you this quote. It'll blow your mind. Here it says, uh, one of the most uh, thorough research projects on relationships is called the Almeida Counter-Study. Headed by a Harvard social scientist, it tracked the lives of 7,000 people over nine years. Researchers found that the most isolated people were three times more likely to die than those with strong relational connections. People who had bad health habits, such as smoking, poor eating, obesity, and alcohol use, but strong social ties lived significantly longer than people who had great health habits but were alone. Wow. Isn't that surprising? In other words, it's better to eat Twinkies with good friends than broccoli alone. Right? Come on, get excited about that, people. Harvard, Harvard researcher Robert Putnam notes that if you belong to no groups but decided to join one, you cut your risk of dying over the next year by half. Being in community is so important. Being in community is so important. This is amazing that it says that actually that being a community and being socially connected is actually more important than good health habits. Well, good health habits are great, okay? Don't give those out. But do be connected in community. Why? Because together is better. We need each other. And I'd say today would be a great day to join a small group. And it just so happens that today we're launching a new round of small groups. Uh, and I want to encourage you, if you're not connected in community, don't do life alone. Do life together. Can I pray for you? God, I just thank you. I thank you, God, that you've designed us to do life in community. God, I thank you that you've not designed us to do life alone. And I thank you, God, for the people that you've placed around us, God. I thank you for, God, those who can persevere for us, God, those who can bring us new perspective, God, those that can, that can pray for us and lift, lift us up in prayer. And right now, God, I pray that, God, for those that maybe feel a bit isolated, God, for those that feel a bit alone, God, for those that are really struggling, God, would you bring people around them, God? People who are going to pray for them, God. People who are going to believe in them, God. People who are going to love them. People who are going to be loyal and be beside them, God. I pray that, God, in your mighty name.